0: G'day, humans. What's good, work? Chris Funder here for a quick solo edition previewing Elimination chamber. Elimination chamber. All right. Um. So Alex is uh currently busy and unable to record. So yeah, it's just going to be a quick solo edition this week. All right. Uh. Of course, everyone looking forward to the chamber coming out of Perth, Western Australia. But also, there's a few indie shows happening this week. Uh, some taped on a tape delay, and some just a uh, the live crowd in attendance, on Thursday there was Pro Wrestling Australia of Sydney holding their Lucha Libre event, on Friday, so last night as I'm recording this, there was the EPW Australian Super Show, on Friday and also today there will be Dude Where's My Ring, uh, no ring deathmatch wrestling from Perth. Uh, The Friday event, My Sacrifice, and Saturday event with arms wide open. And then, of course, the event everyone's been waiting for, the Elimination Chamber, coming to you from Perth, Western Australia. Uh, Kickoff times are for Tasmania, Victoria, the ACT, and New South Wales, 9 p.m. For Queensland, 8 p.m. For South Australia, 8.30 p.m. For the Northern Territory, 7.30pm. And for Western Australia itself, 6pm. But if you want to check out the kick out, uh, kickoff show, that will be an hour beforehand. So Tasmania, Victoria, the ACT, New South Wales, 8pm for kickoff. Queensland 7pm for kickoff. South Australia, 7 30 pm for kickoff. Northern Territory, 6 30 pm for kickoff. And for Perth and Western Australia, that is 5 30pm for kickoff. All right, we shall get to some of these matchups for the Elimination Chamber, and uh, then we can just touch on a couple of other quick things here before we uh, we wrap up. Like I said, very, very, uh, very quick show here today. All right, so uh, yesterday's pe- press conference went ahead. Uh, not really too much to take out of that if you uh, weren't there live or watching live, uh, nothing really of note to report. Um, Rhea said something tonight that did get bleeped out. <laughs> I haven't been able to find what exactly she said. But uh, of note on there, a match got announced for the kickoff, or the pre-show, whichever you want to call it. The Kabuki Warriors, Asuka and Kari Sane, defending their women's tag team championships against Candice LeRae at Australia's own Indy Hartwell. That's right. On a on a day's notice we get another Aussie on this card. Hooray. That is very impressive. We do like to see that. Uh it'll be a good showing that Indy I'm just trying to think. Uh I don't think Indy was on the twenty nineteen Australian tour. Off the top of my head. But it should be should be a very good showing for... Indy's... Like, Indy's a weird case where like all the other Aussies have had to change their name. But Indy's one who kept her name. Which has always somewhat baffled me. Um, okay. So, as I just have a look here... Uh, so, yes, kick-off show if you want to catch it an hour earlier before the advertised pay-per-view start, Kabuki Warriors Oscar and Kari Sane, the defending women's tag team champs against, I guess you can call them the way, Candice LeRae and Indi Hartwell. Uh, But I'm not really sure if that's still a thing or not. Um, Also, just because I was running through the match card here, I'll forget there's Grayson Waller who will be, uh, hosting an interview segment with Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes. Like, is this is this the second pay per view we've had where Seth hasn't defended the title? I don't think he defended it at um at Rumble. I'm just having a quick look here. Rumble. I know Roman had the championship match. Oh, the other match was Logan Paul versus Kevin Owens that ended in DQ. Yeah, Seth didn't have a match. Yeah, yeah, Seth really, really doing wonders there to perceive that he's not the part-time champion. Uh, this company. Okay, um... Yeah, it's coming to us from Optus Stadium, Perth, the first biggest Australian show since Super Showdown where Alex and I were both at. Uh, the one thing, like, I'll get into the card prop here in a moment. The two things that really stand out to me from Super Showdown without looking at the card, Iconics entrance, Buddy's win, and I guess the third thing that I try to scrub from my memory is Undertaker and Triple H shouldn't have happened. <laughs> yeah, that's... That's not really a a pretty match to go back and look back on. Uh, So that night had 10 matches. Had uh, New Day members Kofi and Xavier, the SmackDown Tag Champs, with Big E in their corner, defeating The Bar, Sheamus and Cesaro. Charlotte Flair defeated Becky Lynch via disqualification in a women's uh, SmackDown Championship match. The team of Elias and Kevin Owens lost to John Cena and Bobby Lashley. The Iconics defeated the team of Oscar and Naomi. AJ Styles defeated Samoa Joe in a no-can-out, no-disqualification WWE Championship match where AJ retains. A six-woman tag team match of Ronda Rousey and the Bella Twins, Bree and Nikki, defeating the Wright Squad members Ruby Wright, Uh, Liv Morgan, and Sarah Logan. Uh, A six-man tag... Oh, sorry. The Cruiserweight Championship match was next, of Buddy Murphy defeating Cedric Alexander via pinfall. Then a six-man tag team match of The Shield, Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, and Seth Rollins defeating Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, and Drew McIntyre. Then there was Daniel Bryan versus The Miz, to determine the number one contender to the WWE Championship that went a whole two minutes 25. I remember, because where I was, I was in the second tier of the members stand going, was somebody injured? Because it felt like the bell rang. I looked down and then the bell rang again and it was just like, what happened? And then in a match that went way too bloody long, Triple H with Shawn Michaels in his corner defeats The Undertaker with Kane in his corner in an ODQ match where it was just sad to see both of the guys walking around. Yeah. um, That was a really, really fun event. Like they're saying, oh, we haven't been back to Australia since 2018. That's a lie. You were back 2019 for house shows. House shows in Sydney, Melbourne, and in Brisbane. Like, Impact and New Japan and NWA have toured since then. Oh, yeah, TNA, we can touch on a little bit of that before I, uh, I close off. But just trying to look through the, um, the list of the Aussies here. Uh... Bronson. Bronson's not in the chamber. I don't even know if Bronson came over. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. So uh, Bronson not involved. You've got uh, Andy Hartwell's in the pre-show match. You've got Grayson hosting the interview segment. Of course, you've got Rhea, who's heavily featured. Uh, SmackDown side of things. I'm just trying to have a Quick look for any Aussies. I already touched on Grayson. Um, Wasn't. Oh, I think I'm getting his name confused. Uh, Quinn called up? I swear he was. Uh, did I give him a new name? Maybe. Oh. Uh. I know who I mean, I just can't remember their current name. No, Eddie Forbes the former Carl Fredericks. Duke Hudson. I mean Duke, as far as I'm aware, didn't make the uh the trip over. Uh I know who I mean, I just can't um can't think of their current name and I'm sure Alex is screaming it at me right now. Um... Um... No, I can't think of their name. I know who I mean, the, um, former rugby player. There we are. Oh, he's listed under non-exclusives. So he is on main roster, Zion Quinn. To say about you, mate? Uh, da, 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 da. Pro wrestling draft was an. Uh, he was announced as a free agent in twenty April, twenty twenty three draft. meaning he could appear on either show. Appeared on Raw in May, on May fifteen. Uh, nothing else of note there. Oh bugger! Doesn't list him as injured. Like. That's a thing you could have done something with um, Bronson and Duke and Zion. And let's not forget, uh, like, I know they're not Australian, but they've spent a hell of a lot of time in the Australian scene. Dakota Kai, uh, notable for a time in MCW, the former Evie, has that really memorable women's match with Kellyanne where they put the hole in the Fornbury (laughs) Theatre. Highly recommend checking that one out if you can. But yeah, so that's that's a little bit of a a background of where some of the Aussies are in the company and the Kiwis and um, what happened to the last big stadium show in Australia at Super Showdown, which was a hell of a lot of fun. And the reason I mentioned the the EPW Super Show off the top, um, the same time 2018 MCW held uh their show at formbury New Horizons. I don't have the card in front of me, but one of those matches I remember it was um Brooks versus Slex for the uh commonwealth title and then the main event was Gino Gambino, the former Mr. Juicy versus Robbie Eagles for the MCW world title, which were both really good to see live. Okay, enough fluffing around. WWE Elimination Chamber live from Perth uh, with Rhea Ripley on the poster coming to us from Optus Stadium. Boo. Not Carlton's Optus Oval. <laughs> okay. So, yes, as I've mentioned here, Kabuki Warriors will be defending against Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell for the women's tag titles. Uh, here's another thing, uh, humans. The sun sets it like 8 o'clock perf time. So Indy's going to be coming out at like 5, 5.30 in the afternoon. The sun's going to be up for most of these matches. <laughs> It'll be interesting. And I guess the chamber matches, like, you inherently don't need a lot on the card because a chamber match is sort of similar to a War Games match where it can go a certain amount of time before it starts to... Um, it does have to go a certain amount of time before you reach that point where it can finish. So it is inherently a long match by design. All right. Also on the card, we had a sort of mini tournament for uh, to crown number one contender for these uh, men's undisputed tag team titles. So the SmackDown bracket saw Pete Dunne and Tyler Bates Uh, Defeat the teams of Pretty Deadly, uh, the Latino World Order, and Ligero Del Fantasma. Meanwhile, on the Raw side of the bracket, that saw DIY defeat the Kree Brothers, Imperium, and the New Day. So we go to our semi-final on February 9th, that sees Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate, the SmackDown team, on SmackDown, defeat the Raw team of... DIY, Johnny Gagano, and Tommaso Ciampa. And for winning, they now have a new name. So it'll be the Judgment Day team of Finn Balor and Damian Priest, the defending men's tag team champions, taking on Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate, a.k.a. The New Catch Republic. I'm not sure if this has something to do with Trent Seven maybe having some rights to British strong style because that was the uh, trio's name of Pete Dunne, Tyler Bate, and Trent Seven going back to Progress and NXT UK when it was a thing. So I'm not sure if that has something to do with it and they're just like, hey, you're going to get Pete Dunne back from Butch, but we're going to call you New Catch Republic. (coughs) so the way I see this going is Judgment Day Retain and we're building towards Judgment Day versus Awesome Truth at WrestleMania. All right. Uh, Also, Kabuki Warriors versus Candice and Indy. Unless Dakota's going to get a friend for WrestleMania and you're going to play it off that Dakota and friend beat the kabuki warriors you could if you're if you're not going with dakota and someone to defeat kabuki warriors now would be a good time to have them lose and have like dakota run in and cost them the match even though i think that's a waste of a dakota spot on a pay-per-view in australia but yeah that that's one way to get the belts off these people going into WrestleMania as well uh men's no what's next Women's Elimination Chamber to face uh, either Rhea Ripley or Nia Jax at WrestleMania. We'll see Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair versus Liv Morgan versus Tiffany Stratton versus Naomi versus Raquel Rodriguez. One thing to take away from this press conference is Tiffany Stratton is fucking over in Perth. (laughs) I don't know how, I don't know why. But apparently Perf loves NXT and Perf loves Tiffany Stratton. Go figure. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you can play into Tiffany Stratton lost the women's title to Becky Lynch during this match. You can play into Becky and Bianca sort of at odds. You can play into Bianca and Raquel Rodriguez being sort of powerhouses in this match. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of good matchups in this women's chamber, but I think it ultimately comes down to, hey, we're building up for Becky and Rhea at Mania, so that's where we're going. Uh, I'm going to jump down here to the men's chamber to face Seth Rollins at WrestleMania or whatever the hell is going on with part-time champion Seth. (laughs) Yeah, they have not done a good job since burying Seth's title of making him not look like a part-time champ. (laughs) Fucking idiot writers. Alright. We saw Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton versus Bobby Lashley versus LA Knight versus Kevin Owens versus Logan Paul. Uh, this, This should be interesting. Like, I would have rather have seen... Like, Bobby Lashley can go in Elimination Chambers. Bobby Lashley... Did Bobby Lashley win the Extreme Elimination Chamber for the ECW title? Uh, December to tim- dismember. Yeah, I know. I know what you're thinking, humans. That's a pay-per-view that's better left alone. Yes, it was Bobby Lashley winning as Sam Punk was the first one out in an Elimination Chamber that also involved ECW Champion, Big Show, Test, Rob Van Dam, Hardcore Holly, and CM Punk. So that's December 2006. I wouldn't have been opposed to putting it on Test at that time. How much longer was Test even with the company at that time? Oh. He'd leave shortly thereafter. Oh, well, that sucks. It was in... He's in TNA, sorry, by August of 2007 and then passed away in 2009. Oh, but yeah. I would have rather freaking. I would have rather Bronson in here because Bronson can do most, if not a lot more than Bobby can do at Bobby's age. I don't know, this match, like, Seth, Seth is interesting, because he does have a lot of good options, so to speak, coming out of this, you can do Seth and Drew, which is probably where they're going, you can do Seth and Randy, where they had that awesome match at WrestleMania 31, and i don't really think they've had a huge feud since then, which all stemmed from Seth leaving the authority or it was something to do with one of them leaving the authority around that time. Bobby and Seth, whilst I don't want to see it, I'm sure they could have a good match. LA Knight, I feel like LA Knight is penciled in for for Logan Paul's uh, US title and that's how we're going to get those two spinning off into WrestleMania and Kevin Owens Kevin Owens and Seth is interesting because of their history going back to I guess Ring Ring of Honor briefly so that would be interesting to see although I don't think it's going to happen at least not in this capacity who do I think is going to win the men's chamber? Drew. So we'll end up getting Drew and... um, Drew and Seth for Mania, most likely. Yeah, also, we haven't talked since, but um, Cody saying, I'll fight you, Roman, not at WrestleMania. And then Roman's like, well the Royal Rumble's not going to choose my opponent, then I will. I'll choose The Rock. And then Cody came out and just basically said, no, I want to fight you now, Roman. Yeah, what? whatever the fuck this storyline is, it is just fucking a muddy mess. But I'm sure Alex is enjoying it as a Cody fan. Uh, so confirmed for the... Confirmed for WrestleMania will be Roman versus Cody... EO versus Bailey. Uh, that for the Undisputed Women's Championship. You then have the winner of Rhea and Nia versus the winner of the Women's Chamber and Seth versus the winner of the Men's Chamber. Okay. Where was I? Oh, yeah, perfect Chamber. So what I think should main event, Rhea and Nia, what I think think the company will main event with men's chamber <laughs> you should headline with Rhea and Naya. Um. so of note the press conference the the press conference is most notable for just this closing uh, portion of Rhea and Naya Naya comes out says you may not have known but I was born in Australia and it feels so good to be back here and my parents Made the right decision in raising me in the states, and the fans all boo. And Rhea just comes out. Rhea is gonna be babyface for this show, so they made the right decision in putting somebody the fans would boo against Rhea. And yeah, it, it works. Rhea came out, said, "Hey, I think I speak on behalf of everyone here that we're glad your parents got rid." took you to the States, because we don't claim you, Nia. <laughs> uh, just basically runs down. Nia says that she'll win, and she'll go to WrestleMania. Yeah, and just basically stands tall, and then they close out the press conference with Grayson and Rhea doing a shoey, which, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense because they're both heels, and they're both Aussie. <laughs> and that's my logic for it, so shut the hell up. I mean, God forbid, knock on wood. But barring some sort of horrific injury, it's like a 99.9% lock that Rhea's going to win this match and be the the home country girl standing tall as we go off the air. Or at least as her match portion closes, because I still think they want to close with the men's chamber. Just because when they have these pay-per-view uh, match types, they have the one for the men's and the ones for the women's. It it, it usually bookends the show, is what I'm trying to say. Like uh, War Games usually opens the show with the first War Games match and closes the show with the second War Games match. Rumble opens the show with the first Rumbles match, closes the show with the second Rumble match and so on throughout those sort of pay-per-views. It'll be interesting to see what they choose to close the show with. I know the fan sentiment... Sentiment? uh, Fan feeling online would be to close the show, obviously, with... um, With... Uh, the women's championship match. I'm just having a look back at last year's chamber. They opened with the women's. Had a singles match. Had a mixed tag match. Men's chamber. And then closed with the Roman match. Roman and Sami Zayn. So they could. Oh, they did only have a five match card last year. There you go. Um, I could see them. Opening, opening the main show with one of the chambers, and then the tag match, then the other chamber, then Rio and Nia. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I'm just gonna check the temperature for Perth today. Perth, WA. Uh so for our American listeners it is currently seventy four Fahrenheit or twenty three Celsius, uh around so around five PM it's gonna to drop to nineteen Celsius of the Americans, American sixty-six. But it's also predicted to rain today. Hang on. Wait, no, that's six. Okay, sorry, 6 p.m. will be 75 Fahrenheit, 24 Celsius. Hmm. Perth area, medium chance of showers most likely this afternoon. Winds northwesterly 15 to 25 kilometers an hour. Shifting southeasterly 20 to 30 kilometers an hour late afternoon. Yeah, so it's going to be wet and windy. At least it's better weather than uh, what they were getting in Sydney for the Taylor Swift concert. They've got... I don't know if it went ahead on Thursday or Friday whenever the thunderstorm rolled through there, but, uh yeah, it did not look pleasant to be out in that weather. All right, so we've touched on that. We've touched on a Elimination Chamber. We've touched on a bit of WrestleMania. AEW's building up to Sting's last match and Revolution, and... Um, As we've uh, seen, it's going to be the Bucks, much to some people's dismay. Uh, Kevin Nash said during the week also, he came out and said uh, he was contacted by WWE saying he can't attend Sting's last match, which will probably headline for all intents and purposes. This is next weekend on the 3rd, which is the Sunday... So it'll be the Monday Australian time, Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, Also confirmed for this card so far, we see Orange Cassidy, the defending uh, international champion, taking on Roderick Strong. We see Samoa Joe, the defending AEW world champion, taking on Hangman Adam Page and Swerve Strickland. We'll see timeless Tony Storm, the defending AEW Women's World Champion, taking on Deonna Perazzo, which should be a really good match. And I'm happy that... I'm happy that Deonna's out of TNA, like, as great as she was in TNA. She was at that level where she needed to take the leap to the to a, um, a bigger company to see how she would go. Uh... We have Eddie Kingston versus Brian Danielson for this Triple Crown thing, but if Danielson loses, he'll shake Eddie Kingston's hand. Remember when the Ring of Honor Championship meant something and wasn't a, a participation trophy for this AEW Continental Championship? Yeah, I remember. That's probably why I'm so cynical of Ring of Honor at the moment, because it Like he, I was saying to this uh oh, to someone online the other day, they're like I'm like, is NXT um is NXT worth watching? They're like, Oh, it has good matches and I just went, Well, everywhere has good matches nowadays except Ring of Honor, which is just squash squash matches on their TV. No one talks about Ring of Honor. And if they do, it's not in a positive sense. It's just, oh, I thought that company was dead, or I didn't realize it was still a thing, or I thought it was just on AEW TV. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'll chat about that in a moment. Uh, Also announced, Will Ospreay versus Konoska uh In a singles match, this will be Osprey's first official AEW match. Under his AEW contract, I mean, as he is now finished up in New Japan and RevPro. Uh, there will be a singles match of Christian Cage defending the AEW TNT Championship against Daniel Garcia. I mean, doesn't it feel like this guy was just in the same position as he was last year, but now he's just free of Jericho, that being Garcia. And a match is titled here is the Meat Madness match. I'm guessing it's a play on March Madness, uh, the NBA finals in North America. So Wardlow versus Powerhouse Hobbs versus a third participant to be announced, which I'm sure will be on uh, Friday show. Rampage or Collision tomorrow. Yeah, I'm not watching. I've said this before. I don't watch Collision. It airs at a stupid time. I'm not watching a two-hour show after I do like a 12-hour workday. <laughs> No, no, it's not happening. Uh, Last little thing, at least of note, would be what the hell is going on at TNA? So TNA rebrands to TNA, and uh, they get a lot of positive buzz. They start getting more uh, buy rates and viewership and more buzz online and more signings like uh, Nick Namath, and they've got Simon Gotch over there working for him at the moment. And then they fire Scott Demore and put in some guy who was an executive of the Fight Network who has no experience running a wrestling company and a lot of the talent doesn't seem happy by this. Josh Alexander expressed to the company not to activate his renew clause in his contract as he wanted to uh, seek, uh, the open market and see what offers were, but TNA automatically enacted his resign clause and put out a press release making it appear that he had resigned to the company. Oh boy, so we're going back uh, a few years to where TNA looked like a mess. A bunch of talent putting on Twitter this uh, send time, hour time. Emoji and whatever that's going to mean for the for the company. Like, TNA is just one of those companies where as much good buzz as it ever gets, it just continues to shoot itself in the foot. Uh, who is the new... Anthony Ciccone is the new president of TNA. Apparently... Uh, so this is a bit of he said, she said, but apparently they fired Scott Demore, and then Scott Demore said, well, I'll make his an offer to buy Impact. So I, I haven't really heard anything negative of why Scott Demore was removed, but all the talent coming out and defending him. And apparently the booking committee is Tommy Dreamer and someone else. And I remember Gao Kim being an advisor to the booking committee. I mean, this is just cutting off your nose to spite your face. Like, I don't, I don't understand why. And this is... Like, one of those things we see so many times, corporate, and I'm sure a bunch of us have worked jobs where corporate makes a decision that has no idea how it affects you because of their head office in some city far away. Yeah. I, I don't understand. They, they toured Australia. They did pretty well from that by all reports for going to Wagga, taking over those New Japan dates. They toured the UK for the first time since 2015. They announced the name change of Impact back to TNA. They get a heap of buzz. They've signed Nick Namath. They did really good numbers apparently for their Hard to Kill pay-per-view which uh, saw uh, Jordan Grace defeat Trinity for the uh, Knockouts title. As well as, uh, as noted here you had Moose cashing in his face of Fire world title match against Alex Shelley and winning to become new Impact World Champion. A uh, bunch of other stuff on here. Josh Alexander versus Alex Hammerstone. Uh, you had the Grizzled Young Vets in a tag match. <coughs> Excuse me. You had the Knockouts doing an ultimate X ex- Act x-match to determine a number one contender for the knockouts title like tna was on the up and up and it just continues to do t- tna things uh fans about our age who know the simpsons uh it's like that meme where mr burn goes oh simpson can't you go five minutes without embarrassing yourself and then like grandpa's suspenders become undone and his pants fall? down and he goes how long was that I think before this happened I had high hopes for TNA and oh boy uh, what was their next Their next pay-per-view is April 20th rebellion which is being held in Las Vegas Nevada It'll be interesting to see what goes on there. I think that just about does it for this week. Um, Yeah, so we've touched on the Chamber. We uh, let you know what Aussie shows were going on around Chamber Weekend. We've talked about start times, the weather conditions for Elimination Chamber in Perth, as well as uh, what's going on on the road to WrestleMania. We touched on AEW Revolution and my opinions on Ring of (laughs) Honour. And uh, TNA, I suppose just closing off on Ring of Honor here for a moment. They announced their Ring of Honor Women's Television Championship uh, the TV after the uh, final battle pay-per-view. They've only just started this tournament last week on TV. They've only just started this tournament last week on TV. A 16-woman tournament that only just started last week on TV. And I'm sure most of you either forgot about this championship existing, or didn't realise this tournament had only just started, or had assumed this tournament had already started. <laughs> so, closing thought here. With Scott more gone and he's made his money in wrestling, Tony Khan should be ringing him going, hey, would you like to be vice president of Ring of Honor and just book that company? Because Ring of Honor needs guidance that Tony Khan can't offer right now because he's offering more of it to AEW. And he thinks he's doing a great job with this men's championship being tied up to Eddie Kingston with the New Japan Strong Championship as well, that's fine and all. But when he's defending them as all three belts, it just sort of, it just sort of lowers expectations of it. Like, when was the last time somebody spoke positively about the Ring of Honor World Championship as a championship outside of Eddie Kingston on AEW TV is talking about it? Nothing against Eddie Kingston, the wrestler. This is more so the presentation and the booking of this title is sort of the third title in these three titles that it's tied into. Yeah, okay. I'm going around in circles now. We're gonna wrap things up here. Uh, go check out the Wrestling Style merch on Shopwaz. Links in the comments below. And uh, yeah, you can catch Alex at Pretty is Alex on social media. You can catch me at I'm Chris Funder on social media. You can go back and listen to the Wrestling Ostal archives for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and occasional content on YouTube. Nothing left to say but good day and I'll catch you next time. You know, if Alex was here, he would tell me the best part of the press conference was when the fans chanted for Cody, and he wasn't even there. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure Cody. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure Cody is loving all this Alex love as much as Alex is loving all this Cody storyline build and coverage of him not being there.